0: Hey, what the fuck, baby? I need some shelter. (laughs) Fuck! What? Rape? Murder? Let's get a fucking
1: cigar, baby. And some scotch. Everyone, Dave and Jeff, we saw Tom, or we went to Tom's place, we should say, Friday night, but we kind of fucked up. Jeff and I said, let's go see Tom, and then both of us forgot to tell Tom we were coming, (laughs) and Tom wasn't there, but we enjoyed ourselves anyway. (laughs) How about letting me know you're coming over? (laughs)
0: <laughs> we, went with Chris Merrill. we went with Chris Merrill the other night. Was that Friday? No, it
1: wasn't. Was that uh, Thursday? No, because I had night. to fucking work the next day. Yeah. Yeah, it was last Thursday. You worked God. the same day is what happened. Not yeah. The next day. you know, working the same day.
0: You know what's funny is uh, <clears throat> sitting with Merrill and talking to Merrill um, about this and, and the freedom that comes with doing a podcast from guests to topics, anything else and he is one of the guys that i believe does talk radio as well as anybody in california
1: i agree I mean, well he has he has it figured out we, you know it's funny as much as you and i have worked together yeah i've never done a solo show in my life no never have i i just can't imagine doing it it doesn't seem fun to me to do a solo no. show but again, he could go solo and he does such a good job. God, you, we talked about great. this before. There's an art to it. Yes. You know, and I always say and
0: the science, Dave, and I'm not splitting yeah. hairs on you. I, I just think he's uh, um I think he's a master at the science of it. He is. Uh, yeah. And so we're just we're hanging out in Excalibur and we're having a cigar, which by the way, this is why I don't smoke cigars, because <laughs> at five o'clock the next day, I could still taste yeah. the same cigar. You can't get rid of it. But, uh, we're chatting with Merrill and I'm just, I'm trying to figure out for him, like if he had the opportunity to do this, where he can just come in and, and riff, what, what would he want to do? And the first thing this idiot says to me is he goes, uh, well, you know, I think I would do a show on, uh, home and health insurance. I go, fuck, fuck off. Not doing that. I can get some asshole in a white-jacketed CVS to do that show. Yeah. What show would you do? Hi, Shuggy. And uh, well, so we went, we went, we went round and round and round. We sat. We had a few beers, had the cigar. They kick us out of there at 11. Dave was smart and bails. Meryl and I sat in the parking lot, which was... Watching all the strippers get off work. Yes. Walk, beat, walk right through past <laughs> oh, you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, the HR guy at Cheetahs, <laughs> you're okay. That was not our plan, but every now and then the conversation would stop and you'd be like, wow. And then, Dave, we just kept talking. We kept talking. I kept beating him down. I'm like, what show do you want to do? What show do you want to do? And eventually at about 30 in the morning, he told me an idea that he had for a show. And I sat there and I just go, you know what? Fuck you. you. It was so brilliant.
1: It was. You know, because I, I obviously said it, it. here. I know, but you his... shared it with me on Friday. Well, yeah. I've been thinking about it ever since. It's brilliant. Yes, it is.
0: And and it's not hype or whatever. It's goddamn brilliant. And I just sat there and I loved it because I said to him, he's the perfect guy to do this style of show. Yeah. And, uh, and he's coming in in a couple of weeks and I don't know how much he will share. It's not my spot to share it. I would just tell you, I sat there and I was like, you know. Asshole! If he would have said this at nine o'clock, I'd be home and in bed by now. But instead, it, I had to beat him down till one forty-five in the morning before he finally gave it up. But I just, uh, man, if you're uh, if you're a podcast fan and a Merrill fan and just somebody who's really, really good, um. um I think it would be great.
1: No, the guy's extremely talented. It's it's funny because I think a lot of people just fall into. I'm gonna turn the radio on. You're gonna perform for me. The guys who do AM radio do talk radio. You realize how good they are if you've ever tried to do it. It's tough, as I say to people all the time, because you have got, you and I have gotten this for 20 years. I could do your job. Yeah.
0: Well, exactly. That's,
1: well, that's fine. What would well, Dave, you do? Well,
0: Dave, I think a lot of people think they could do our job. You know, one of the things that I feel so good about. When I turn the microphone on every night is I'd like to say to these guys, hey, you know what? I, I don't go over and tell you how to make the sandwich of Jersey Mike's. How about you don't tell me how to do a radio
1: show? <laughs> when you sit there and you go through it, you go, okay, well, what would you do tomorrow? Assuming that you're able to knock it out for three hours, what would you do the next day? Could you keep it going? Have you figured out the process of how this works? I always tell people, remember when you're in high school and they say, you're going to have to deliver a three-minute speech to the class. and You have five weeks to prepare for it. And you would panic your ass off going, how am I going to talk for three minutes? Yeah. Try doing it in front of a live microphone. And in radio, one of the things, and I'm not saying what we do is brain surgery, but there is a skill to this. One of the things that you sit there and you realize in radio, when someone stops talking or the timing is off and it's dead air, as we call it, that 10 seconds of dead air or three seconds of dead air feels like three hours. You start to panic. What do I do next? I remember Jeannie Zelasco used to tell me when she, when I first got into radio and she was at 690 working, you know, with uh, Ireland and Mason. She would say, The key is to speaking that as soon as you realize you're stuck, most people want to speed up, you actually slow down. Yeah. You slow down and you grab control of what you're trying to do. I know Katie Temple spends a lot of time and makes a living now teaching people how. To work through media and on TV, and I'm telling you, it's a great skill to the point where I'm surprised every professional team and college team that has a big athletic department yeah. doesn't have a person like Katie who just goes around She's telling people how to interact with the media.
0: She's great at it. And so uh so I just I, I I just appreciate Chris Merrill. And and I feel like whatever you do in life, what I was told at a young age uh I don't know, fucking High school, whatever. I'm that young. I was 34 in high school, but uh, I, Dave, I was not 34.
1: <laughs> God damn it! Sorry, don't was I supposed to jump look, in? Sorry, yeah, don't sit there and look at me like that. I thought you are going somewhere else to follow, unless you're going to start yelling at me. Um,
0: but uh, what I was told was when you figure out what you want to do professionally, find somebody who does the same thing and they do it better, and. For us, that was very, very hard because we're as good as it um, So that's why I always liked uh talking to Stacy Taylor. That's why I always liked watching how Roger did a show. Um but but to me, Merrill is a guy very under very underappreciated in this town. But but if you're a radio guy, you listen to him and you go, Yeah, that's it. Um, but he was just he was so great to talk to and, and just kinda hear it. And I think when you look to where I feel, I think you and I are on the same page. It's much more, I think Dave and I finally have seen the light and we realize it's about all of us in the group, right? I mean, it's like this stupid way of saying it is it's our little neighborhood campfire and we understand you guys are all crowded in and we'd love to have you here and it's great. Instead of a lot of these guys who feel like, that they're on a podium and, hey, check me out, yeah. <laughs> we don't feel like that. We feel like it's a, uh, it's a community show. We feel like you're all part of it. And, and this, is, this is just one thing I want to say on that. And then, Dave, whatever you want to do okay. uh, for as long as we go is fine. I've had a lot of people as we close in on Wednesday night ask me the same question. And that is, um, how many people do you have? Because I see that you're sold out. How many people do yeah. you have? And and I'll say this, uh, I'm going to be really candid about some of the things that have been great for this thing, and I'll be really candid about some of the forks in the road I hit today, um, as we're two days out. I could probably jam about another 200 people in the venue, but I'm not going to. Because to me, there were two separate kinds of people that were going to be interested in this event. The first kind are all of you that are going to be in, because in my opinion as I have built this thing pretty much from the ground up, it's the people like Will Wallace, who I saw who asked me to meet him the other night in Eastlake, and I did, who had an amazing Adrian Gonzalez baseball. And he said, I'd like to donate this. And he said, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. And I sat there and I said, we're going to see it, right? He goes, no, no, I, I didn't get my donation in on time i said well (laughs) you just put the donation in my hand yeah this is your donation man this is this is who it's about it's it's you it's jay paris who writes for usa today in the north county times who who sent me a message dave we've been friends with bub what 23 years as
1: long as i can remember
0: hit me up the other day and said uh hey man can i meet you at upper deck and i go yeah And he shows up and he's got signed copies of his Rams book and his Charger book. And he went and tracked down for us seven signed 8x10 Bill Walton pictures for this event. Me, Dave, Bub, Bernie, especially me, Dave, and Bernie, it's 100% busting balls all the time. Bubba just is there and enjoys it. But I just sat there, and I looked at all this stuff that he brought, and it just I was like, this is awesome. And he said, buddy, I love you for what you're doing. Really cool. And you go, God damn. Dave, I'm distracted right now because on my phone, hitting me up on Messenger is Bryce Miller, who you and I think the world of from the UT. I've sat here for two weeks and thought to myself, God damn, I want to hit Bryce up. If Bryce is in town, I want him to come down. Bryce is hitting me. I am blind as a fucking bat. Huh. Bryce has sent to me a signed baseball from somebody, and he said, "Hey, I think he said he's got it signed by Fergie Jenkins, and he's going to try to get it signed by, uh, by Trevor." Really, is what he's telling me. Hang on, um, I'll tell you right now. And so I'm not trying to be. Rude. I'm guessing
1: it since Jeff can't see. It's Mario Ramirez and Wally Whitehurst. They're all good players. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Uh, Let's see. Uh, But uh, let's see. Hang on. Hey, Jeff, been following your event and fundraiser from afar. I think it's incredibly cool. I can provide a ball signed by two Hall of Fame pitchers, Raleigh Fingers and Fergie Jenkins, if you want. What really would ramp it up is getting Trevor to sign it as the third Hall of Fame pitcher. Probably not enough time for that, though, interested. I said, please, come out. I was going to call you. Dave and I would love to have you. I'm on a big project deadline that's due by Wednesday, so not sure if I can get wrapped up. But if you want to promise the baseball, it's yours. How would I get that uh, to you tomorrow? And uh, and if I get done with the project in time, I'll be there. Uh, dude, this is what, I'm, this is what cool. I'm talking about. This is why I cut off the event. This is why everybody has been told it's sold out. Because what I have dealt with are two different people. And it's people like Bryce, and it's people like Jay, and it's people like Will, and Aaron Creasy and the Padres, Wayne Partello and the Padres, Theo Epstein and the Cubs—that are like we're in Taylor Made and everybody else. All you guys, we're in, and and all of you that have volunteered. God damn, it's outstanding. It's amazing. And then there's another section of people, and it's this guy. All right, you know what? Yeah, I'd like to come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I'd like to be there. And I openly say to them, hey, fuck off. I'm sold out, you fucking dick. I don't need you to do me any favors and show up and grace us with your presence. The people that are like, dude, if we were doing sack races <laughs> at the fucking Otai border, we'd be there to support it. It's why I've got Ryan Barkley's back after a tough weekend for Ryan because Ryan Barkley, when I needed him, was there. And now when Ryan Barkley needs us, we're there. We don't fucking quit on people around here. You don't like it? Go fucking put your hand in your own pocket. It's why Brian Curry and, and everybody else that has stepped up and Will Wallace who says, I didn't make a donation, while he's giving me an Adrian Gonzalez signed baseball, man, I'm telling you, it's Sam Bass saying to me, can I emcee your event?
1: That is really cool. I'm right? excited
0: about that. I, I, I talked to him today. Uh, I talked to him today. I said, do you even fucking know what this means to me? Do you yeah. know what this means to me on a personal level? Because he's like, okay, well, I need my script. I'm like, Sam, there is no script. <laughs> you fucking nut. I go, all Dave and I were going to do was like, hey, Lisa Ann's over there. Go say yeah,
1: hi. Two for Tuesday. What do you yeah, got, Sam?
0: Sticky pants. Get over <laughs> there and meet Lisa Ann. Um, So it's just, it's incredibly (laughs) overwhelming. This is, okay, I'm going to tell you the hard part of the day, and then I'm going to tell you what changed my whole night. Okay. Uh, My family at Upper Deck I love because they have been incredibly supportive of me for a long time. Uh, Today, we found out that the Lou Palais card won't be done on time. We We ran into a snag. It happens with every one of our projects, we did not think it was going to happen here, and it happened. And I fucking, I didn't say anything because I love these guys, and I know how hard they tried. But unfortunately, the card won't be done until Friday. Yeah. Well, there's, the event's Wednesday. But I know what it meant. Dave, I know what this project meant to the people who worked on it, and I can't be mad. Yeah, absolutely. At them. I'm, they I'm, didn't have to do it. They di- they didn't have to do it. They put so much time into it. The card is Fucking gorgeous! It's a gorgeous card, and they are heartbroken, and I love them for being heartbroken. I don't know what happened, and I can't. We can't do anything.
1: Who goofed? I need to know, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> um, so they said to me, "Look, you know, maybe what you could do is just mail them out." I go, "There's 200 people here now, licking 200 stamps." Shit. So here's what I would say. We can do it one of two ways. We, we will be doing an event coming up shortly at, uh, at Cali Comfort, which will be open for everybody. And, uh, and who knows? Maybe it's a, hey, buy a loot card for five bucks and we'll donate it off to charity. Or if you would, if you can do me this favor, just you can go to CVS and get a 75-cent padded envelope. And just go home with the Sharpie and just return address, make it your address, and just fill it out to yourself and put, like, three stamps on it and just bring it out to the event. If you can do that for me, when I get them, I'll put them in a penny sleeve and a top loader, which will protect it, and I'll mail it on Friday. Just understand I don't have the fucking energy to to do it. Yeah. But if you, if you guys say, hey, I want it, I'm telling you the card is gorgeous, um, if you just go, I'll have a box, I'll just have a big box if you guys just bring a little, just the smallest padded envelope and, and self-address it and and put a couple of stamps on it. I apologize. I want you to walk out with it Wednesday. It's not going to work. But if you can do that for me, I, it will be the first thing I do Friday when I get yeah. in the office and I'll get you covered. Um, total disclosure. Yeah. I don't have the Weddle jersey yet. He's okay. told me it's been FedEx to me. Um, I'm going to be down here all day Wednesday. It's not here. I don't know what to say. The Larry Fitzgerald jersey, Trotter has it, and we will have it tomorrow. Yeah. The San Antonio Missions, who have sent us baseballs um, through the guys at Mad Friars, I don't have those either. And so I got till tomorrow. If they show up at 4 o'clock, I can't fucking do anything on Wednesday. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not incredibly thankful to Eric Weddle and to the San Antonio Missions for making it, but the event's Wednesday. And so if you are coming out, that's that. Um, but what changed my whole night, Dave, because I felt like, um, I felt like we had been really flying, I felt like we we're really flying and everything was done. And, uh, it was frustrating, man. It's frustrating. I feel like I, I just was frustrated cause I wanted that fucking card. Cause that yeah, was got it. F- for me. Um, I, I reached out to Tad Ryan tonight and Tad Ryan's the lead singer for disappointing Joseph. Who's our, our band. These fuckers have said to me that they're an 80s cover band. And I have been like, you know, I can't act exar-
1: if these dicks start playing Starship, right? <laughs> they start playing We Built This City? You run their asses right out of there? Get the fuck out. <laughs> so, what it said DeBarge? Yeah. Who's holding. Who is it? Who's, Who's up- holding Donna now? We're <laughs> like, dude, get the fuck out fuck. before I beat your ass with this symbol. Get out of here.
0: Rad, Tad. <laughs> so this goddamn
1: guy, Tad. So I talked
0: to Tad tonight. They're going to go 730 yeah. to 830.
1: 730 to 830 for Disappointing Joe. Don't play anything from Simply Red or Sade.
0: Yeah, no holding back the years. I was just like, fuck, am I going to have to act like I'm excited to hear Extreme? <laughs> Shit!
1: I think gonna, Extreme was actually 1991. Don't fucking More than patronize words. me. <laughs> You're, yeah, you wouldn't know that I do, shit. I do actually know the words, that old fucking song. Go ahead. You,
0: I can't say anything All anymore, right. Because it'll come back as a tweet <laughs> from that big baby Huey dipshit that all of a sudden has all the answers. Fucking clown. Don't get me started on him. So I'm talking to Tad tonight. Yeah. We get everything set, 7.30 to 8.30. Don't let me forget. I got to get him in contact with the venue. And I go, hey, can you give me an idea of like what you're playing? Right, I'm waiting for Duran Duran. I'm waiting for all this shit. Eurythmics. Eurythmics. This fucking sandbagging sailor, he sends me this set list. It's the greatest fucking set list I've ever seen. Yeah. And I call him. I go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know if there's an 80s song on there. All I'm telling you is it's going to be fucking loud, and it is going to be great. It is going to be great. And and for Tad Ryan and so many others of you that have, at, at the end of long, challenging days when you're just trying to do the right thing for five charities, fuck, I, I just go, holy shit, this is not an 80s cover band. This is the greatest, like, I just, I couldn't be more grateful to those guys. And I don't want to say anything else. But the set list means an incredibly uh, means a lot to Dave, and it means a lot to me. And they just it was great, and that's what it's been about. These were guys that get it, like Bryce Miller gets it, like Jay Paris, like like uh, Will Wallace, Stevie Woods, and everybody else that's been a part of it. Uh, Lisa Ann's been amazing, and uh, it's just going to be great. And for all of you that said we don't care where, we didn't have a venue, if you guys remember. Um, we didn't have a venue. We didn't know what we were doing. I fucking talked Sean Walcheff into doing it. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> uh, he's been amazing, and uh, and we're off and running. man. Yeah. David, it's crazy. In 48 hours, it'll be fucking over.
1: Yeah, that's kind of nuts, isn't yeah. it? You put a lot of time into this. You know, I'll be the first to say this has been about 95 percent Jeff. It's really been a lot of energy, a lot of effort to put man. into this. Yeah, It'd be absolutely. Jalen Hurts. Yeah.
0: comes through with the football you know since what's, the last time we're here?
1: You know what's funny is he sent it twice. He sent the first one. University of Alabama sent it. Yeah. So he got a, a football and he autographed it and tells Alabama, send it right here to the Dave and Jeff charity. And my son calls me and says, when are you sending it? Because I already sent it a few weeks ago. Well, when the second one came, well, no wonder it fucking didn't get here. Yeah. The, the box comes in the University of yeah. Alabama football box to say there's something valuable inside yeah. this box and somebody stole it. So we, we got the second one, which is good. And again, uh, thanks a lot to, to Jalen University of Alabama God, for jumping so cool. right in and, and saying here you go. You know, good best of luck to you.
0: Uh, it's just it's going to be great, and it's it's a night uh, like Dave. Wait till you see Bob, you know Bob McElroy and and Che Hernandez, John Van Zanty,
1: um, and, and the rest.
0: They're like they're so stoked. They're really so cool. excited. I'm
1: really excited to see a, a lot of people. I mean, we yeah. a lot of people, of course, as we say before. You guys are our friends. I think a lot of things opened up for us at our last event when we were at Cali Comfort. We yeah. got a chance to meet these people, and someone pointed this out. And I, I'm terrible with the names whose idea it was, but it was a great idea. We're going to give you name tags. Gavin. Gavin. Gavin did
0: came it. up with a brilliant idea. So when you come in, there'll be a sharpie, and just put your name and put if put your Twitter handle. Yeah. So we know, you know. Oh, hey, what's up? Yeah, because a lot of you. Go by uh by a different name and, yeah, come out. But, I mean, it's, it's Wayne Preler, uh, Wayne Partello. Today, man, the FedEx box shows up from the Cubs. The Cubs, all I asked for the Cubs was, hey, would Theo sign a baseball for us? And Theo did what Theo always does. And we have a Kyle, Kyle Schwarber and we have a Javier Baez baseball. And each one of the three came with a Cubs COA with a picture of the Wrigley scoreboard on it. Very cool. It's so fucking cool. It's just great. Yes.
1: Everybody knows a Cubs fan. Even if you aren't the Cubs fan that wants it, there's somebody you know that is a huge Cubs fan to would be a great gift.
0: Well, I'll tell you, Dave, I'm a Cubs fan. And I hadn't, I, I mean, I've been to Murphs, and uh, it was funny. I was there like a year ago today, and again, type thing where you're close and, and you never get in. But I just went, they have to be hit up by so many different yeah. things. And honestly, all I said was, "Hey, a signed Theo baseball would be cool. I think Schwarber's cool. I think Bias is cool. But for them to go, hey, man, a little event in San Diego that they're doing a little grassroots event,' then yeah, we're gonna send you what you want. Plus, we're gonna send you two more things. Yeah, uh, just very, very cool. Yeah, that, that just is very, very cool, and we're incredibly thankful.
1: No, it's been a, been a crazy, exciting time. It's been it's been so interesting." the way this year has gone. as i right. said, we're, we're, you where we we're, were January 1st. Exactly, and I think both of us kind of had the attitude was, I just want 2018 to be over. I just want to <laughs> start brand new on 2019, and that was yeah. on day one of 2018. I just yeah. wanted it to be over. And then it has been an incredible run the, through the podcast, the people we've met, and the way things have worked out. Couldn't be more excited the way things have happened. Um, I want to ask you, because I know we're short today, because Jeff has to actually shoot down a Petco Park before this Padre game is over That that's going on right now with the Giants. But I want to ask you a couple things with with mm-hmm. the San Diego Padres. We'll just mm-hmm. go there because I would like to touch on them a little bit week by week of what's going on with with the Padres. What do you want to see the Padres do? Tomorrow's the trade deadline. What would you like to see happen?
0: I don't want to see him move
1: Urias. Okay. I really yeah.
0: don't. I, I don't. You don't I,
1: want any, You don't want no. Archer. I don't want Archer either. No, I don't, I don't want, understand the Archer.
0: Now move. I would say this, Dave. I would say respectfully to AJ and and to Logan and Don Welke. Right, those guys know what they have. Yeah. They know what they have. It's like, it's like. let's put it this way. If, um, if you and I, let's take it this way. At 1360, right? When we were at 1360 and Ernie was our producer. Everybody loved Ernie because he's a great guy and an easy laugh and everything else. But if we had the opportunity to move Ernie at the deadline, he's fucking, he's yeah. gone. He's gone. No range. And that's it. So... So now everybody, I could see if they're doing a don't don't move Ernie, and you and I are like fuck. I'll move Ernie for a twenty five dollar Lolita's gift card. <laughs> um, so they they know what they have, they do, and we we get excited by the hype.
1: I've never watched Darias play. Yeah, it's, everyone's never, excited by the hype. Most yeah. people haven't. Yeah, and no one has seen any of these guys play at the major league level.
0: And I honestly don't know the last time I watched Archer throw more than four innings. So what the fuck do I know? Is that what you wanted to hear?
1: Well, it's funny. A year ago, if Archer was in the talk, I would have said, absolutely, let's get Archer. Yeah. But Archer hasn't been the same guy. No. Well, he, he had... Thirteen strikeouts yeah. the other day. In six it, 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 he did, but I think a lot of that had to do with the fact he has a chance to get the fuck out of Tampa. Yeah, right. I think Archer's one of those guys. I want to say he's Will Myers, but I think he's one of those guys going. It doesn't matter. I'm not yeah. going to go to the postseason. I'm with the goddamn Rays. No one comes to my games. I'm in the same division with the Red Sox and the Yankees. No one knows yeah. who I am outside of an occasional USA Baseball Classic. I mean, it's just that that's it. He's never yeah. on a big stage, and maybe he had that huge performance of the day because so this might be my showcase to finally get the fuck out of here because it's a nightmare being here.
0: I don't I don't have any problem with staying the course. I don't have any problem right now with these guys saying, look, we're just going to let these guys develop, and then let's see where we're at. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I also get that they're the guys watching them every day, and they go, dude, maybe they look at him and go, you know who this guy is? He's Reimer Lariano. Oh, shit. He's goddamn great. I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, Dave. Maybe they look at it and go, goddamn, Reimer, Liriano, and AAA was unbelievable. It was. And that's as far as he could go. Yep. And you go, all right. I mean, we've seen other guys. I'm trying to think, you know, Jabari Blash, right? Yeah. I mean, those are pretty extreme examples. But you get what I'm saying, where they go, look, his value will never be higher than it is right now. And in a couple of years, you go, Logan Forsyth, And you go, hey, come on. Well, Logan Forsyth is a steady player. But he's not a gold glove. He's not a franchise second baseman. You go, yeah, not at all. He's been a solid player. And if you go, hey, we traded him and we got a legit number one at the top of our rotation because we feel like Archer can set the table for Gore and Morion and some uh, Paddock down the line. But I I just think all of us are like, hey, we like these guys. Let's see what happens.
1: I'm with you. I don't understand trading for a guy that's about 30 years old, especially whatever that year is, the Padres say it is. I think if you're realistic and you go, right, a guy's athletic prime in Major League Baseball is 28 to 30. Yeah. we got a long way to go for these guys to age. We have, for some guys, we have nine years to go for these guys to hit their prime. But I'm not saying wait nine years. What I'm saying is why would you get a guy that's 30? Just like I said, I didn't understand the Hosmer deal at the time, with which unfortunately looks like if he continues to go the way he's going, that Hosmer is the guy you're going to be stuck paying the contract when you really say maybe he's not the first baseman that you want. I don't know what happens with this Padre team, but except the fact they're on pace to lose 100 games. They're on pace to have a much worse season than they had last year, which is very frustrating because you always want to think they're at least moving in the with right no injuries. direction. Yeah, it's, it's, you're right. It's not one of those things where you can sit there and blame a shitload of injuries. Yeah, it just It's a situation as far as talent goes. I think a lot of people – are very upset with Andy Green, but I don't care who your manager is. I don't think no. uh, you're going to win with anyone else. It could be La Russa, Torre, anybody back there. They aren't winning with this lineup they put out every single day. It's 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 terrible. We have the game on right now, and you're going, all right, I'm tired of uh, Perella, and I'm tired of yeah. Galvis, and I'm tired of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because they have the Padre uniform on, I always tell fans, don't fall in love with those guys. Are they guys that other contending teams would want? And the answer is no.
0: It's funny, uh, today running around my phone rings. His country icon, Kenny Rogers.
1: <laughs> Again?
0: And uh, I said, Kenny, uh, fuck, man. I go, what? And he goes, look, I'm just going to tell you one thing. I go, well, that's what you always say, and then I got to sit here and fucking talk you off the ledge. And he goes, Padre fan. I go, yeah. I'm a fucking Padre fan, Kenny. What? Make your fucking point, okay? I got shit to do, and he goes, I'll just tell you what I said to so many people on so many nights on tour. Don't fall in love with the dreamer.
1: <laughs> is, is that it? That was a big payoff for a really uh, horseshit. I you're gonna say, you were going to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. That
0: was a big buildup for a horseshit payoff. Sorry. Don't fall in love with the dreamer. I was trying to think of what the line was after that, and I'm very proud to say I didn't know it. Unlike you, knows every <laughs> Tiffany song. Jesus, I did
1: not. I knew one guy, and you put me on the spot. I got killed for that. I almost Good. wrote directly to Nicole Eggert. If I picked you up, and I had Tiffany, and I was like, "What am I doing? I'm not falling for you guys' bullshit. You guys are trying to lead me right into a disaster." You know, let with me Nicole tell you this about Nicole Eggert. I'm off her bandwagon. How can that be? Because she she's not coming down Wednesday she night. She likes. She's a seven year old kid. She has to watch. When I bring her seven year old kid, not to that. Did she follow you on Facebook and Instagram? She sure does. Uh, Twitter and twitter yeah are you friends with her on facebook yeah i am yeah i think she's friends with you on facebook is that right yes that's what i'm saying you can't go dumping her god
0: that reminds me uh names will stay out this is my favorite story dave and i have a friend incredibly beautiful girl incredibly beautiful and uh a few years back Shit, this has got to be how long ago? This has got to be like 12 years ago. I don't know right?
1: which girl you're talking about. We know a lot of pretty girls.
0: Well, she, she, was, she got surgically enhanced. She had okay. a boob job. Okay. So,
1: <laughs> surgically enhanced. Go ahead.
0: So me and this girl, I'm single. She's single. We yeah. just go out and just get hammered. That's why I lived in Carlsbad. So shit, it's got to be a long time. Like 2001. God, okay, it's crazy. So we get hammered. And she goes, well, I don't know how they look. I think they look good, but I'm not sure. And so me, I said, well, the only way to tell is you have to go all the way naked. Because you have to see them in proportion to the rest of your body. And she bought it. Yeah. So she does it. And I called Dave and I called somebody else. And I can't think of who the other person was. And I said, hey, I got so-and-so is... Completely naked in my house right now showing me the boob job well everybody goes bananas right <laughs> so fast forward like 10 hours to the next day and my phone rings and you called me and person B called me and Dave's like how was it and I go how was what and you said so and so naked yeah in your house I go what he <laughs> go what you go, you called me last night. Yes. I did? You go, yes. She was naked. Where? In right, your house. Right in
1: front of you. I, honest to God, I do not. It's my <laughs> favorite story. <laughs> Whatever you're drinking that night, stop drinking that one immediately.
0: <laughs> so um, I've shared that story with two of her friends, and they just think it's hysterical. Yeah. I, go, I go, yeah, sorry. I, I, I know because... You guys called me the next day, and it was just like, what?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny as shit. Anytime you meet a girl that's ever had a boob job, she yeah. will show you her boobs. Because oh, yeah. Because for some reason, they think in their mind it's not part of their body, so they can show you, like it's something they pull out yeah. of their wallet. Yeah. I was It's at, like
0: their new n- necklace.
1: Yeah, like the new necklace. I was at the forum, and I'm not going to name the person, but it was a smoking hot newswoman on uh, in Los Angeles, and the other guy that worked there was uh, was a news guy, too, and he goes, hey, Dave, come here. And he goes, so and so just had a boob job. Oh! He goes, show him, and boom, dude, right there in the forum, right like right outside the Laker locker room. She just pulls up her I shirt. I think I know goes, who it what is. Do you think?
0: It's my favorite, right? Yeah, it is your favorite. You son of a. bitch. It is your favorite. I know exactly. who told me this story. Yeah,
1: and I can't tell you the guy who told her to take her shirt up either because he works heavily in the media still. He's very famous. God yeah, dang it! At the was same it time, and Arnold? It was. God dang it! How did you guess? It was, was it Rob Porter? <laughs> Can you imagine? Ross Porter told some girls, show, show Dave your tits. Uh, Dave is still Getty's here. hair.
0: God. Yeah, now we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I, I'll say this, too. I'm, I'm not going to get into a whole big deal. Everybody saw the shit that happened with Kev Charity, who we know, and we had extended an invite to those guys uh, to come on last night. I feel very bad for Kevin Charity. I feel bad for Ryan Barkley. But I'll tell you one guy I don't feel bad for. is a big fucking sack of shit that determined to deem me a racist. Starts calling me a fucking racist. Calling you a racist. Calling me a racist. When I, I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. I hadn't said anything. I had talked to Ryan and and gotten his side of the story. I had talked to Kev Charity and gotten yep. his side of the story. It's not my job to be their PR person, but somebody who... Two months ago, I asked people to help. Yeah. I asked people to fucking help this guy because I thought he was in trouble. And then he's got the fucking balls to call me a racist and say that he's going to expose every. What the fuck have I done? You fucking dick. I just said, fuck off. You fucking asshole. I, I just I had no time for fucking people like that. What a sack of shit. You know, and then there's some other dipshit that hides behind an alias on Twitter and because I said Barkley was going to come on the show, has the balls to write racist, support racist. Come out to Eastlake and call me a racist, motherfucker. That's crazy. You fucking pussy. Yeah. I'll beat your fucking head in. I, I swear to God, you're such a fucking tough guy when you're behind your alias. Fucking come out anywhere you are. Say that to us. It's a fucking pretty big name to call, pussy. And I should out that fucking guy. I'll beat the fucking shit out of him. I put up with a lot of bullshit some fucking dickhead is we're running around putting hours in to get this event done. You're going to start calling me a fucking racist? I'll knock your fucking wow. teeth down your throat, you fucking loser. You who don't... is that motherfucker? I'm going to find this guy right now. We fucking ruined somebody else's day the other the other day on Twitter. We're going to ruin this motherfucker, too. Let me see if I can figure out who this fucking <laughs> is. I get so many mentions on Twitter. I don't know that I can find them. But we're going to fucking ruin this fucking
1: douchebag. I will. you are you looking for it? I'll, I'll say real quick a personal story about about Ryan though. I've known Ryan for about four years. Know his entire family for about four years. I knew his little brother before I knew who Ryan was. When you're in a situation with you know with, with me and you're you're in a private private conversation, anything can come up at any time. There are a lot of sure. times in life where someone has made either a Jewish joke, not knowing because my name is you know obviously not a Jewish last name. You wouldn't guess. You know, at mm-hmm. the same time. There are people that we all know that will drop maybe the N-word or, or drop a homophobic slur where you sit there and go, you got to be kidding me right now in, yeah. your, in your mind, and you just kind of make a mental check saying, okay, well, I'm not hanging out with that guy because he looks at the world completely different than me, and I don't want to be associated with that. Never once in the four years that I've been around Ryan have I ever heard anything, ever. And, again, his his tweets that came back to, to get him the other day were wiped clean. Somebody got him before he wiped him clean, and they were from seven... Seven to six years ago, I guess it was. But here's what I'll say is, as people say, you're defending the guy because he's your buddy. I'm telling you right now, if he's my buddy, he's my buddy because I respect him as a person. He wouldn't be my buddy if I thought that's what he was all about. I always say all the time, it's called growing up. At 18 years old, I say this to my kids all the time. I was the smartest guy on the planet. I thought I knew everything at 18. In my 40s, I realized I'm the dumbest guy going. I don't know shit. I call it growing up because I'm still growing up. Ryan's much younger than me, a guy that was in the military, I think, at, at the time that, you know, he was going through this whole process. And, and here he is, the guy's sitting there with a family business and has a, a kid and another one on the way. He's not that guy. That's why he wiped him clean, because he realized that's embarrassing. If you look back at my Facebook mentions from four years ago, I'm embarrassed by the stuff I posted. Yeah, you know what right? I mean? Yeah. And I'm going, what the what? hell? But you know what? A lot of times, I, and this is great for, I think, a lot of people to realize that they can relate to their kids down the line. Mm-hmm. Once it's out there, it's out there forever. Yeah. And that's just the way it goes. And, and when you say, here's what social media can do, it can sit there and haunt you forever, whether you're looking for a job or you're trying to get into a school or anything else. you got to be careful, because every time you push send, you're, you're basically putting yourself at risk. Yeah. Are you proud of what you just put sin on?
0: Uh, Dave and I own this show. We own the podcast. Um, doesn't cost anything currently, wink, wink, uh, to get to the podcast. Um, as guys that own the business, we choose who we are in partnership with. I've had, in the last couple of days, a couple of very long, extensive conversations on this topic about what happened who Ryan was at that time and who he feels like he is today. Uh, Dave and I, as a show and as a business, as a business, have elected to stay in business with him. My first initial reaction to Dave on whatever night this went down, Saturday night, was, was he's fr- out.
1: Was it Friday or Saturday?
0: Uh, f- Might have been Friday, okay. yeah. My initial reaction was, Dave, he's out. I said, I just don't have fucking time to deal with this shit right now. We're not going to get in the middle of it. And I'll say I'm really glad that we didn't follow through on that because I gave him an opportunity to talk about it and tell me, you know, where he's at. And that's a conversation between me and him. That's okay. and, if, and again, if you choose not to support uh, Barkley Landscaping, if you choose not to support the Dave and Jeff podcast, fine with me. I understand. But if you have a fucking problem with the way I run my business... And the way Dave runs his business, you can go fuck off. I, I don't really give a shit. I'll make the fucking decision around here. We're the fucking captain now. <laughs> and it, it's really fucking funny to me how some fucking people that two months ago couldn't wait to get the support of this show and the show's audience. All of a sudden, when it's somebody else that I felt like needed our support, it didn't mean you had to endorse it. But you could say, hey, man, what can I do to help you grow as a person? What can I do to help make sure that you never make that mistake again? That was going to be the point of having him in here. We weren't going to do the show on fucking white hoods last night. <laughs> but, uh, but all of a sudden, I'm a fucking douche for doing it. Well, like I said, you can go fuck yourself. I couldn't give less of a shit what you think. You run your business anywhere you want. If you don't want to have Barkley Landscaping, go ahead. Well, you got some fucking balls to jump on social media behind a fucking alias and start telling people they're a fucking racist. That's the way you get fucking hurt. I, I don't have any time for that shit. And because I'm fucking popular and because chicks fucking dig me, I got so many mentions I can't find you fucking assholes because <laughs> you're sitting in your basement jerking off to granny porn. Not me, hotshot. I work for a living. <laughs> I can it
1: sounded like Coach right there Then <laughs> It was Coach. <laughs>
0: These fucking assholes. I don't know why it lets me, bu- you know, why it bugs me. But I'm like, Cause well, of you're course, because all- nobody wants to be called a racist. Big fucking pussy. Big fucking pussy. That guy. Fuck him. And he's like, oh, I'll give the money back. I go, give it to fucking charity. Dickhead. Yeah. I didn't give you ten grand. <laughs> fucking pussy. Wouldn't do shit. We're sitting here. He wouldn't do shit. Yeah. My favorite clip. My favorite clip ever. <laughs> Dave, go watch it. How many times have you seen the clip of, uh, of Floyd Mayweather Jr. going yeah. at uh, Larry Merchant? Yeah. And Larry Merchant, this is what everybody focuses on. And Larry Merchant says, if I was 30 years younger, I'd kick your ass. That you've all seen. Yeah. You, what you have to watch is the clip of Mayweather's manager, Leonard Ellerby, who's between the two of them and kind of in the background. And he's got, like, these big rose-colored glasses on. And Leonard Ellerby after that goes, you wouldn't do shit. <laughs> 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 it's so funny. <laughs> You've never been fair to me. Fuck you. Fuck you, Larry Merchant. If I was 30 years younger, I'd kick your ass and he just hear, you wouldn't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> that's why it's like if you can, you just gotta go watch it's always like it's never the main two yeah, guys yeah, like, always it's the like the guy guys. yeah the guy the body bag yes you put him in a body bag. it's always that guy that makes me fucking laugh <laughs> go watch leonard ellerby but yeah i just was like i just blocked his dickhead because i'm like i'm not getting into it with him you know 111 followers Oh my god!
1: Stupido! That is too damn funny. All right, I want to ask you about the Hall of Fame, but real quick, we're well, going to knock out knock out a couple of these advertisers. Then I want to ask you about Trevor and the Hall of Fame because I know we got to, you had to shoot down a Petco Park. Want to mention the people over? Of course, uh, Daniel Tyler over there at Superior Fence Company. Daniel Tyler, man, talk about a busy guy. Okay, now
0: try to do this one. I listened to the podcast the other yes. night. You said his name nine times in the first twelve seconds. We know it's Dan Tyler. Really. Yeah.
1: What if it's the first time someone's listening right now? Well, they need to know it's San Diego's Superior Fence. Well, Daniel Tyler's my guy. Have okay. you seen him? He'll beat the shit out of you. He will. He'll beat the <laughs> shit out of you.
0: With an iron fence. You you reset Dan Tyler more than Ben and Woods reset their oh, show. I said Stevie it.
1: Stevie Woods told me to do it this way. Superior Fence Company. Daniel Tyler. San Tyler's. Diego's Superior Fence. Look. Take two. What do, you do? So here we go. <laughs> Started in 2005, okay? <laughs> I and I can't see shit either. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, you hold it up. It's, here, look at here. You hold it up. up.
0: I can't read that
1: from yeah. here. Jesus.
0: Jesus.
1: I've been in Lakeside all goddamn time. My oh, eyes are burning. It's 110 I,
0: degrees. Shit, I'm sorry, Dave. That's a person. I don't know that I've apologized to you in 20 years on no, this show. I don't think you have either. But realizing that you spent all day in Lakeside, I can show a
1: little empathy for that.
0: Because I'm classic. <laughs> classy.
1: So fucking hot out there. All yeah, right. it's hot. A plus rating with BBB. You know Daniel Tyler does great does great work. Here you go, SanDiegoSpareFence dot com. San com. specializes in the North County, but all over San Diego, he will come help you out. You name the fence, you name the kind of job you want done. Daniel Tyler will do it. If you follow him on Twitter, you'll see that he's doing a fantastic job with his before and after pictures. To yeah. give you an idea that he does quality work. You can follow him on Twitter, SD Superior Fence, SD Superior Fence. But again, give him a call, 760-745-4846, 760-745-4846. He'll be there Wednesday night as well.
0: Do you know why he's gonna hug me at the event on Wednesday? Because you're night? letting
1: his three buddies in? Why? What? Didn't he get his list? He said, put these guys in. He- sure. <laughs> Bring a hundred bucks. No, I'll put them in. Um you know why he's
0: gonna hug me? Because I have a very good friend who needs a quote for a new fence. There you go. I got him, customer. You go, okay, well, that's fine. Who's your friend? Matt Balo? <laughs> Who's your friend? Raul Martinez? No. <laughs> Cookie Chainsaw Randolph? No. You know who that friend is that who, needs a new fence? Who's that? The lovely and talented Susan DeVincent? There you go. That's a good one. God damn, I yeah. said. God damn. <laughs> I said, I told her.
1: Like I've seen a movie like that. She's going to be like, I, I need just a chain link fence. Well, that's going to take about six months to put <laughs> it. I'll be here for six months.
0: <laughs> Raw <Rotten. laughs> tired.
1: I told her, I
0: said, this goddamn guy is the greatest because no matter what job it is, we tell him he just shrugs it off. That's no big deal. That's why I love it. The guys, the Easy most. Easy job. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell her that she wants a, a lazy river <laughs> in, incorporated in the fence. <laughs> But she said to me the other day, listening to the podcast, she agrees that Coach Quintero is going to sock me in the eye. And she said that, uh, she goes, I got to call your your fence guy. I said, Dan Tyler's my man. San Diego Superior fence. I told her, I said, nobody in this town does better work and is a better guy. And so, yeah, she'll be talking about it. I said, you tell your fucking QC sales guy he calls and this big ham right here attached (laughs) to my wrist is going in his throat.
1: (laughs) Also, don't forget about it. Alan Taylor at Taylor Maypool, 619 449 4452. 619 449 4452. Alan Taylor will be there as well on Wednesday. Man, he is busy as can be. This is hot weather is the greatest thing that ever happened to him. Yep. He did send me a note and said he couldn't believe that Jeff gave me a hard time about not knowing Canada as he gave me my history.
0: Postal code. How do you figure it out? Dave, what's the did, postal code? It
1: goes number, letter, number, letter.
0: No, you asshole. God. It's so easy. I've never been to Canada.
1: So easy. The postal
0: code is six digits. The first three go letter number letter. The second three go number letter that's number. I
1: got ways for.
0: You got or what
1: ways? On my I don't phone. know. What that, Wait, oh that's shit! that, Isn't that, that better them, than Google Maps? This for fucking it, for Google me it Maps is. sucks. Yeah, for me it is. All right, my kids uh, not argue. About I don't this know what that has to do all with right, Taylor. I'm going to tell you a Canada story right now because Jerry Coleman's passed away. Okay. And it's probably something I shouldn't say, but I'm going to say it. Yeah, of course. So Jerry comes back from uh, from Montreal yeah. with the Padres. And yeah. I go, hey, Jerry, how was Montreal? Dave, I turn the TV on and the guy's ejaculating all over the place. <laughs> he goes, the TV in Canada is completely different than the TV in the United States. I was like, all right, Jerry, there's your Hall of Famer. I said, oh, doctor that was that was that was the story he told me I, I was, yeah, how about that How was Montreal and that's I, his, the answer I got
0: he was he was so goddamn great he was but now you just mentioned my friend Al Taylor Taylor yeah. made pools two things to mention Al Taylor has made really cool shirts for the event um we have our Dave and Jeff the 20th anniversary shirts that'll be there that are for sale for 20 bucks. Uh, Limited edition, right? 20 bucks. Is that what we agreed?
1: Yep. I'm picking them up tomorrow. They're all ready to go.
0: Boy, they look good. They look good. Now, Al Taylor has made shirts that say Made Pools. They got official sponsor of the Dave and Jeff Show. Our friend Sean Walchef has donated uh, for the event uh, one of the really cool Cali Comfort fish bowls. Yeah. Here's all we ask. Um, You can make it any number you want. But if you want one of the tailor-made pool shirts, which are great, they've got them in uh, gray, and they've got them in the Padres brown and gold, we just ask for any shirt that you get, you make a small donation in the fishbowl.
1: There you go. Perfect. Because
0: Al was ready to give them away. I said, hey, then we're taking money away from the charity. Doesn't have to be anything crazy. Could be 5 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you want, whatever you feel like putting in. But um, put something in that fishbowl. All of that money is going to go to the five charities, and uh, we'll get you the— um, uh, we'll get you hooked up with some really, really cool shirts from the events. And I appreciate Alan. I talked to him the other day. Just as great as could be. Guess what? I got a second candidate uh, for Alan Taylor. Not only yeah. do I have a, a candidate for Dan Tyler yeah. in San Diego Superior Fence, but I've got a, a lead for uh, for Al Taylor at yeah. made Pools. You want to know who that is?
1: Who's that? Susan DeVinci. Again?
0: Jeez. And I said, uh Yeah. Jacuzzi issues. And I said, well, Dave and I will come over and hang out. Yeah, we've seen that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I said, we're going to supervise this job, and then we're going to (laughs) cry. The greatest. (laughs) But she
1: loved the podcast. She's right as sponsor. That's awesome. Yeah. She agreed, I'm going to get punched next time coach sees. It's about time someone calls Alan Taylor and stops calling Johnny Sins for those jobs.
0: Yeah, right? That son (laughs) of a gun. Been so busy. (laughs) In his blue jumpsuit.
1: All right, don't forget about Brian Curry. Looking forward to seeing Brian as well He'll on, on Wednesday. Brian's going to be there. Look, he's the best real estate guy in San Diego. I don't know why you guys waste your time with anyone else. You don't you want to get the most amount of money for your home? Don't you want the best deal for the new home you ha- you're you going to get? Brian Curry's your guy. I've been selling real estate all over San Diego for 20 years. He's won tons of awards. He's the guy in San Diego for real estate. Don't go to your friends. I know it's hard not to do, but at the same time, Brian Curry is going to take care of the biggest investment of your life. BrianCurryRealEstate.com is the way to get a hold of him. Also, 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Brian's your guy for property management as well. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry.
0: Funny, man. I will be divorced on the uh,
1: 22nd. I don't think too many people start a story like that, but okay.
0: Because it's so weird. Like, my soon-to-be ex-wife said to me uh, tonight she goes hey you come by to see the boys at all this week and i said i'm gonna try to see him tomorrow but i got so much going on and she sent me a message she goes yeah with all your press releases out with the oh, big jesus one. she saw it yeah she thought it was hysterical okay and i said god dang i said i said i hit the wall and she goes you guys are doing great she goes you guys are doing great this is really cool and so it's just funny because you know i said to her i go i go you know I said, I, I'm bummed that it kind of took this for me to get it together. And, and she and I just couldn't be on better terms. But she just said to me, she goes, where are you going to go? Like, where are you going to – are you coming back? Are you coming back to La Mesa? I said, yeah. And she goes, that will just be great. Good. And uh, and I'm stoked, man. I, I don't know how many people have gone through that where yeah. where I think you're both sad that it happened, but I, I'm just very happy for my kids. Like, tonight um, – I'm just calling and having my son be the, you know, the center person between me and her and knowing what to say that would, you know, make her laugh and just throwing those things out and, and hearing her laugh and my son relaying the message. Yeah. I mean, you go shit in three weeks, you'll be divorced and, uh, you go, yeah, you get along nice, but it, it, she's like, yeah, cool. You coming back. She goes, Brian Curry going to help you. I go, yeah, he's going to help me. She goes, good. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah. So that's all good. Um, uh,
1: can I share a story with my yeah. son, Jack? Go ahead, and then I want to ask you about the Hall of Fame.
0: So yesterday, my son Jack and I are out, and uh, Kid Rock song comes on. So I said, he's pretty good at knowing music. He's 10. And I said, uh, do you know who this is? And he goes, give me a hint. And I said, well, I got the CD in the car. He goes, Sam Cooke, which I liked. And I said, no, this this guy's white. And he goes, whoa. <laughs> That's racist. He said, "That's racist." I go, "It's not you racist." You and the rest. of the rest I'm of like, "God damn, him. everybody!" <laughs> I'm like, "It's not." I go, "No, it's not." You stupid little shit. <laughs> I go, "Racist would be like." I go, "No." Yeah, Dave's. Uh, That's funny as hell. I'm talking to Dave on speakerphone the other day. I said, "Hey, watch your mouth," because Jack's in the back seat. And Jack goes, there's not that I don't hear from my dad
1: when I tell him shut your
0: goddamn mouth." <laughs> <up. laughs> so fucking
1: funny. You know what's funny is I had my kid at the car at the same time yeah. he's laughing his ass off
0: yeah my son couldn't be less impacted <laughs> by anything I do. there's no attention to me. Uh, what do you want on the Hall of Fame I was wondering to ask you how much did you watch of it well I have it um on DVR uh so you know because if you say tape or anything um uh you can't do that but I I watched Trevor last night okay and do you um, watch any of
1: the others you watch chip or any of those guys
0: no i didn't see it but I, I i heard darren smith today and i thought darren summed it up really really well darren was there and darren said that when he talked to trevor last week trevor said doing the logistics of that were like doing a destination wedding and darren said i had a destination wedding and that's the guy who he is he finds a way to connect with you, and I go, yeah. God damn, isn't that a, an amazing description of the guy who he is? Um, the Keith Law thing to me over the weekend, I don't know why everybody is so impacted by what Keith Law thinks. Dave and I used to put Keith on the show, and Keith's great. And, and I laugh because you guys want to jerk him off behind the hedges when he tells you how fantastic the minor league system is. And then you want to fucking shoot him in the face when he tells you. I mean, Dave, how many different things off the top of your head do you and I disagree on on a daily basis? About 90? Every day. (laughs) I disagree with Woods on a million things. I disagree with Darren, Mike. We disagree on a million things. It's what makes sports great. Stop getting so fucking emotional. Every one of you looks like the biggest Fucking cry, bit. I guarantee you, having known Trevor for twenty years, uh, shit longer than that, twenty three years, he couldn't give less of a fuck. No, he doesn't. What Keith Law thinks? Not at He's all. He's like, all right, yeah. Hey man, that's cool. And some of the baseball stuff you look at, you go, well, God, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I I completely disagree with Keith, but I I like guys that bring different opinions. We don't have to agree
1: with them, but stop getting so fucking emotional, you guys. But don't. Isn't that what we normally do? I mean you know what I find. Oh my God. Uh, what I say by that is not just in baseball or sports, but let's say let's say you're a Republican. You're yeah. gonna watch a lot of Fox News. Yeah. Okay. If you're a Democrat, you aren't gonna watch Fox News. Correct. Okay. People like to be told over and over again what they believe is correct. Yeah. That's what it is. And because yeah. we love Trevor and this guy doesn't, we as you said, you want to shoot him in the face. It drives you nuts. Is it the only time I've ever heard Trevor show any kind of emotion when when talking about his career where he made it and i always never felt like trevor lied to me i've had a lot of conversations so have you yeah whichever no microphone i see trevor at baseball tournaments all the time i see him with his kids i said before his youngest son and my youngest son are very good friends the one thing he said to me was that when Mario rivera was shagging balls in kansas city and he blew his knee out and he missed Mm -hmm. the rest of the year he said there was a part of him that said hey i might get a hold of the save record that was it. That, yeah. You know. That yeah. that was it. That's the most negative thing I've ever heard him say. But that, when I mean negative, that's not negative. That's the yeah, competitor. Absolutely. That's a competitor. When people say records are meant to be broken, there's nobody who wants their records broken. No. You know. And so that's that's first all I could say. To 500, first yes. guy to five hundred. First yeah. guy to six hundred. Yep. The National is League award's named after him.
0: No, none and, of us are arguing, but because Keith Law doesn't see it, we we all lose our shit. Yeah. Then stop following him.
1: That's all you got to do. As we say in radio, turn it off if you don't like it. But what's hysterical to me as somebody who grew up in this town
0: is how Keith Law plays you all like a a fiddle. He plays your emotions like a fiddle and stop letting him do it. You're all susceptible to it. Stop saying when he goes, God damn, I can't believe the Padres just got my number five prospect in all of baseball for two relief pitchers who came off the scrap heap. And you guys are ready to carry him around on your fucking shoulders <laughs> like he's Julius Caesar. But then when he comes back the next day and goes, Trevor Hoffman doesn't need to be in the Hall of Fame. You're you're ready yes. to beat him up.
1: Exactly. What, well, is
0: he a moron? I said, I'm sorry, Dave, I said Keith the message. And I go, this fan base kills me. Because when you talk about the minor leagues, they think you should be commissioner. And when you talk about Trevor, they think you should be committed. Yes. <laughs> Did he write you back on that? I hey, loved it. Oh, he goes, hilarious. That's great. And I'm telling you, this fucking guy knows what he's doing. He's trolling you and you all take the you bait. Do. You take the bait. You all take the bait. Stop it. You're smarter than that. You're better than that. <laughs> Snap out of it. There's no comeback for you're better than that. You're better than that, you assholes. <laughs>
1: All right, so real quick, the two things about the Hall of Fame that that I watched, I was watching the different speeches through. Uh, Three things I have for you. One is, I I thought it was cool as hell when they bring out all the old Hall of Fame. I love that. I loved it, and they tell the history and the whole deal. It wasn't just naming names. It was something about each guy. I thought it was fantastic. I I seen Hank Aaron was great to me as the most underrated athlete in the history of all the sports. I think Hank Aaron and and Kareem Abdul Jabbar actually are the most underrated guys in the history of sports. But to see Hank and you could see he could barely walk and you're going, "Oh no, Willie Mays wasn't there and you're like, "Oh shit, yeah. what kind of conditions Willie Mays in?" But those are guys that you hear as growing up, you hear stories about those guys and and it was it was really cool to see. I was also surprised how many of those Hall of Famers were one time connected to the Padres.
0: All right, I've heard this shit.
1: Have you? Yeah, from you. Oh, was that me last year? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, you well, got you're a one-note child. They're all well, it's on the plaque. It wasn't like they were just Padres, it's on their Hall of Fame Gay plaque. Gaylord Perry Dave Smith, Dave Winfield. Yeah. Shitload of them. And you go, wow, that's that's a lot of fucking guys on there. Greg Maddox. You know, anyway, yeah. but it's literally... I didn't realize, Jeff, it was on the plaque. I didn't realize yeah. it put on there San Diego, oh, yeah. Greg Maddox. Boom, boom, boom. How many San Diego's there were on there? Well, And I wasn't a shot for letting them go. My point was there were a lot of Hall of Famers who have worn that Padre uniform.
0: Because I think it's exactly going back to what we said about why you don't trade Archer. Because this franchise for 50 years has been a Band-Aid franchise. Get a guy in here that'll patch the hole for two months or a year, and then who will will sell him based on his reputation, and off he goes. Yeah. And now when you go, shit, man, you're excited because you feel like an Urias or you feel like a Quantrill or a Paddock or some of these guys. You know, just throwing a name, Morian. Any of these guys could be finally guys that could come up through your farm system and maybe be steady everyday players for a while, and then you hear them being rumored to be traded, you feel like, you know, you've we've fucked around with this for four years. And don't go back all of a sudden. Don't panic and go back for, I mean, you're not getting Scherzer.
1: No, and also you aren't on pace to win, go 500. We were so, we're this close. If we yeah. add this guy, we aren't going to be 500 anymore. You're going to lose over 100. Hey, yeah, hey. this is not the time to do that.
0: No, I mean, there were. I think there were a lot of people that were frustrated by the Hosmer signing when it happened. To me, I go, yeah, you got him for five for 100. You believe that he'll eventually figure it out, right? I mean, I'm watching Mark Melanson pitch right now for the Giants as he gives up two straight hits. Yeah. And the Giants thought that was a great investment last year when they got him. He's been a colossal disappointment. The Twins moved Lance Lynn today. We talked about Lance Lynn could have been a guy. He was a colossal disappointment. Um they moved um the relief pitcher too. They moved another guy today, another a relief pitcher that they thought was gonna strengthen the bullpen. He sucked. I mean, Dave, there are guys all through baseball as Melanson blows the blows the hold. Yeah. Um that you go, This fucking guy, if you're a Giants fan, you felt great because when Melanson was with the Pirates and the Nats, he was goddamn great. great lights out and now he's shit
1: he is shit he was shit from day one ever since he's put on that giant's uniform the other one is uh watching chipper jones i watched chipper jones as the first yeah. guy up there and it was funny how he got the name chipper did you hear that whole story no. about when he was born his aunt thought he looked just like his dad because he's a chip off the old block oh wow so his name was chipper so his first day of kindergarten they're taking role and larry jones he just sits there he had no idea what his fucking name was. He just knew thought his name was Chipper. He had no idea his real <laughs> name was Larry. Brett Boone was telling me today. He goes, he goes, if you call him Larry, it drives him fucking crazy. He hates it. He goes, don't call him Larry. I remember David Spade in '97 uh, when the Indians were in the World Series against yeah. the Braves, or '95 against the Braves. He went down to Jacobs Field at the time and he was yeah. singing me and Chipper Jones instead of me and Mrs. Jones yeah. to Chipper and Chipper just looking at him, What the fuck's your problem <laughs> you know? Now do
0: you have did you have nicknames for your sons and do you have I do didn't. you still call them today? No,
1: I didn't have nicknames.
0: Okay. That's really funny. I love that thing about Chipper Jones because my son Cade, like my son Jack. Uh, we call him J or JJ. He's called JJ probably more than anything. And his full name is Jackson. And when he was very, very little, uh, two or three, my w- wife, and probably more me than anything, I just call him Jack, and then I started calling him Jackie Jackson. right? Yeah. Jack Jackson, what's up? And that got shortened to JJ. And to this day, people think his middle initial is a J. It's not. His middle initial is C. But he's, I guarantee you, if you were there tonight, you fucked up, his mom would be like, J.J. (laughs) Um, But this one, he he doesn't give a shit about anything. But this one's really funny. My son Cade, um, uh, when I was a a kid, we loved Captain Caveman. Yeah. Remember that fucking stupid cartoon? Yeah. And so when my son Cade was about that same age as... uh, as Jack, about two, we started calling him Captain Cade Man. Captain Cade Man. And then he was like the captain, and then that lasted like an hour. Because and then, the
1: captain of Tennille, you don't want win the competition? No.
0: And then he became either Cap or Cappy. And to this day, when I talk to him, I call him Cap. Yeah. I call him Cap every day. And his mom calls him Cappy every day. And it's really funny because one of his teachers, and I wonder if other parents have had this, one of his other teachers who was just incredibly nice and loved him, called him Cappy one day and he got really upset. And he really? said to her, um, he said, That's my mom and dad can call me that. Like he was he was yeah. polite about it. And she said, Oh, Kate, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean anything. And I said, Kate if somebody says that, that's that's a term of endearment. They love you. And he said, okay, but you and mom can call me that. Yeah. And I said, do you not like it? And he said, no, I do like it, but I like it when you and mom call me. It. So I was like, okay, because I told him, I go, well, that's yeah. good because I'm not going to stop. I'm like, I change your goddamn diapers. I, I. <laughs> um, but I thought that was really cool. Do you watch yeah. comedians in cars getting what, coffee?
1: Well, hold on real, real quick on this one. you are just talking about the names. I told my kids the other day, we're sitting there in there uh, and watching a movie. Yeah. And I, but all three of us are sitting on the couch. And I say to my sons, I said, you know what? Here's the deal. If one of you guys have a boy. Yeah. I said, you're going to name that kid doctor. And my oldest son just stares at me for about three seconds and then goes, fucking genius <laughs> he goes he goes fuck medical school he yeah. goes he goes from now on he's dr palais forever he goes jesus he's a genius and everyone just call him doc we'll just go around that's <laughs> what's up doc he's doc i like, can you see what i did there i just saved a shitload yeah. of money and time in medical school
0: yeah it's gonna look a little fucking weird when the guy's a 34 year old manager at
1: Golden. golden's really when he's getting laid all over the pl- place because he's a doctor hey what happened <laughs> and he gets the best fucking table in the restaurant yeah here we go <laughs> that- what are you gonna say that- shut up let's move on god dang comedians and cars hey
0: god which-
1: fucker you always hey, ruin a good story you shut
0: up which restaurant is he getting the best table at? ruth chris <laughs> We have, a, we have a table in the back. Oh, I didn't realize your name was That's the way it Dr. Works. Palais. Yes. We have a table with a view. That's and it. And your first bottle of champagne on us. That's the way it goes. Aren't you the guy who works at fucking Golden Spook? Yeah. Damn it. I'm telling you. We
1: have a we have a room. I that. got a friend. He's a doctor. And the chick's like, I'm in. What's his middle name going to be? Because he'll be Dr. Arnold Palais.
0: <laughs> Jake. Dr. J.
1: Pally? Yes. yes.
0: No, what I was going to say before you let me know that your grandson will have will be, be born a doctor? And of all your dumb ideas, there that was right there. How about that? How about
1: that? I thought I was going to get slammed and my kids like, I like it. Jeez. Of course they do. Because <laughs> they're 50% you. The dumb part. <laughs> Did I mention I'm dehydrated? have <laughs> been in the sun <laughs> fucking nonstop
0: They're going to get the best best table in the restaurant They're not getting they're any getting buckets.
1: upgraded and they're getting laid It's all that matters Is that right? They're yes. going to get upgraded on the flight Then they're going to get in their Twitter or sell and drive home well, What the fuck are they going to do on a flight When somebody else is there a doctor
0: on the flight Because somebody's got fucking emphysema what are those, What's your fucking smart ass grandson going to do? With the uh, with what he learned at Discount Tire.
1: Hey, can't worry about getting sued. I'd get involved, but I don't want to get sued.
0: Well, I am a doctor.
1: Yes. I just, a, it's not by a lie.
0: name only. It's not a lie. Well, I like this story until you just fucking shared that one with go me. Ahead. Now I'm reluctant to say
1: it. Oh, I got to tell you the last thing about the Hall of Fame. No, oh, let me hear it. Not, seen, not going yesterday was really upsetting that I didn't yeah. go because I've never been. And right. I was thinking yesterday, I'm going, I'm never going to make it. I, I was with... Uh, Coaching baseball, Brett Boone was back at Cooperstown with Trevor because they're close friends. But Susie, mm-hmm. his, his ex-wife, was with me watching her sons play baseball. Uh-huh. And she was wearing the 51 Hoffman hat, which was really cool. And I said, you know, I'm kind of bummed out I didn't go. It made me realize today I'm probably never going to make it until I saw Bochi. And I said, yeah. when Bochy goes, you and I got to yeah. go. Yeah, we, that's we, it. We got to go. When that's Bochy it. goes, that's the last connection, I think, for you and me that we got to go.
0: Uh, that's it. And here's here's why that's great, and then I'll get to what I was going to tell you. Here's why you did the right thing on not going yesterday. You would not have been happy yesterday. Do you know why you wouldn't why? have been happy? Because you would have looked around and you would have judged yourself against where other people were sitting. And you oh, would have really? been upset. Because you would have gone and it wouldn't have been a, you would have looked in and go, how the fuck's Jordan Carruth up there? <laughs> how the fuck's Jordan Caruth. <laughs> um but with the boach party, yeah we're, See that now now you just rallied back right there. That's good thinking. Thanks. Yeah. No, that's good thinking right there on the Boach thing. Yeah. I love Trev. But it's just logistic-wise it wouldn't have worked out. But you would have been there, Dave, and you'd have lost your shit because you would have been like, how am I over here and fucking Troy Hersh is over there and fucking Rick Willis?
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. My, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, Jake and, and White Hoffman are, are buddies, and Jake has always said to White, he goes, your dad's hair is the best hair I've ever seen. It's incredible. And he, <laughs> that's funny you say that. So Jake writes to him yesterday on Instagram, so yeah. everyone can read their messages or Twitter, whatever, and he's like, hey, congratulations to your dad. By the way, best hair in the business. And he, the kid writes back, Wyatt Hoffman writes back. Yeah. Just to let you know it's never looked better than today. And Jake yes. just writes back glorious. <laughs> and I'm like, It was these two fucking guys loving Dude, his hair. He uh
0: he's such an incredible guy, man. Yeah. He really is a unique, really, really is a unique guy. And and I think it's funny, Dave, we've talked about it in regards to Jerry and and Vin. But when you talk about a contemporary in our age group, where you say for fans, where you say uh, Tony was this way too, when you say everything you want that person to be, they are, and more so. Good point. And so incredibly gracious, and and just likable, and it's just you know when this show, I mean, we're coming up on the twentieth anniversary of this show Wednesday night, and when Dave started, when we started, and we would do this show in the football press box. didn't know anything we had no materials you have no internet no smartphone no nope. it's just two dinks talking and he would fucking sit there at first base and yell up at us to shut up and him and Bockler would throw baseballs it was so fucking great and he just had us laughing the whole time and and I know he was just probably doing it, screwing around, but it, it made us relaxed and it made the yep. show so, it made the show work. We were both nervous. We didn't know what we were doing. And then you got a guy just that special fucking with you. Um, and he, just talking about it with him earlier. Um, this is what I was going to tell you, because I love this shit. Do you watch, You have you have Netflix. A, I do. Uh, the comedians in cars getting coffee. I never was a Dana Carvey fan until we had him on 1360, yeah. and I found him. I was like, God damn, was I wrong about this guy? What a really just genuine nice guy. And and so he, it's him and uh, and Seinfeld, and they're driving around, and they're just talking about different shit and hanging out. And um, uh, Dana Carvey says to Seinfeld, you know, when's the last time you felt totally loved like totally loved in your life and i'll ask you that right now i'll ask you i'll, I'll pose the question i'll give you the same setup as dana carvey did okay, and then i'll tell ahead. you the tagline so for you when's the when's the one time in your life where you go man this is just safe secured you feel totally loved in your right now, surroundings right now yeah like i've what, never
1: felt more comfortable in my life than right now
0: yeah but i mean like but i think what he meant is like who are you with Like, in what scenario, what situation are you... Because basically what he was getting at, it was as a parent with your kids. Yeah. Right? When he talked about the relationship. And this is what he said to Jerry Seinfeld, which I thought was so fucking cool, and it applies for all of us. He said to Seinfeld, he goes, you are incredibly famous. You are incredibly famous, and everybody knows you. You're incredibly successful. But he said, however, of all the people in the world only three call you dad yeah and he said how about that and you and i started thinking about it i go i've been so fortunate in this job to meet so many people you meet so many people so many cross-section of people so many amazing people that'll be there wednesday night and you go god i know this guy i know them a little bit different i know them a little bit more but there's only two people in the world that call me dad and you go god yeah i i don't know i just i yeah. love the way he put it yeah, he put it and you talked about it because you go, Yeah, there's only two. And Dave, I know your relationship with those guys is like my relationship with my sons. Uh eventually for Stevie Woods. Alan Ceson welcomes another yeah. Dave and Jeff listener to the family. I love it. Um it it's that feeling of uh, you know, you've said it for years when we used to do that thing. What's the best word in the world? And you're like dad. Yeah. When the, when it changes The whole game changes to...
1: It can also be the worst word when you're dad, 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 dad.
0: God, that's my son, Jack. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) But I will tell you, isn't it weird when it changes, when your son gets to that certain age where daddy becomes dad? Yeah. And the whole relationship changes. The conversations change. Um, The whole thing. It used to be about trucks and, and superheroes and frogs. And then all of a sudden it becomes about sports
1: and eventually
0: mall chicks and yeah. <laughs> mall chicks. Did I tell Natural you that? City
1: chicks, Mira Mesa chicks. Yeah. They tell you what No. It's so- been serious? Yeah. Oh go ahead. Let's hear this.
0: My son Kate said to me, goes, uh he goes, Hey, divorce is coming up, huh? I go, Yeah. <laughs> so he brought it up to yeah, you like he that. He brings it up to me, he goes, uh dude, I this none of these conversations yeah. are exaggerated. So a hundred percent my life, and he goes, uh, "Hey, divorce is coming up, huh?" And I go, "Yeah," and he goes, uh, "When's it done?" And I go, "Well, it'll be, I'll be done on 22nd. twenty second. I go, "I don't I don't think it'll be much different than it is today." And he goes, "Oh, it's going to be different."
1: <laughs> what the fuck's he doing? Go, What's he doing?
0: This is what he said to me. He is goes, it "Costa, what the hell's going on?" This Sounds is like exactly what Mike would say. This is exactly what my fucking 10-year-old son said to me. He goes, oh, yeah, it's going to be different. I go, yeah, what's going to be different? He goes, I know you. He goes, you're going to get another motorcycle and start cruising mall chicks. (laughs) I "I I go, I don't even know what that means. I go, I don't even know what that means. He was getting another motorcycle. I go, no, I got that part. And I hear his mom. On the background, just fall over laughing. She goes, that's all he's ever been. Riding motorcycles, cruising mall chicks. I go, what is a, what's a mall chick? He goes, you know. Is that what he said? You know? <laughs> and my kids are so annoying. So great. That is funny as shit. That he goes, is. oh, yeah. I know what you're going to be up to. Getting is- a motorcycle cruising mall chicks.
1: That I is go. funny. I always think it's funny that. So when your kids can make you laugh out loud. It is. It is really funny.
0: Well, right. I almost called them because I went to the outlet mall the other day, right down here. Got a yeah. first pair of fucking Jordans Look in 25 that. years. Nice. And uh, I almost called them and said, you know what? I think you're on to something. There were more fucking girls that looked like it looked like uh, like the Jets had a reunion <laughs> show at the Plaza Americana. God damn. There were more. You know. Uh mature <laughs> God. I was like I told my son Jack, I'm like, we gotta get the hell out of here. You going know, to have a stepmom in about half hour. You're gonna like you and I are taking a couple of these girls. Uh Susan DeVincent calls and uh said, Hey, um who the hell did I talk to? I talked to somebody. I talked to somebody in my car and uh They said, what are you guys doing? I said, well, we're just smoking cigarettes. We're going to go get in a bar fight. (laughs) And Susan DeVincent calls. She goes, what are you doing? I go, Jack, tell Sue what we're doing. He just yells from the back, we're going to smoke cigarettes and get in a bar fight. (laughs) I don't think it's good that I'm a dad. (laughs) I'll tell you, Jeff, I don't think it's good either. I don't think there's one thing. (laughs) It's positive. I just try to do three up and three down, but every night I see on social media, hey, did you hear Dotson do his impression? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I heard it's really funny. While well, inside, I'm wishing that you'd get fucking eaten by an electric eel. Uh, fuck your event, that's too. That's would love for you, you. I don't really mean fuck your event. You guys are doing a really good thing for a bunch of charities. And what's funny is to think of you two guys doing anything good. <laughs> and that means good radio, good uh, anything. Jesus, I told you you shouldn't have hooked yourself up with that Palais guy. Bad news. <laughs> that, that's bad news. When he had the opportunity, you should have gone with Holder.
1: Should have gone with Holder. You'd have been great. You'd have been better off. You know, it's funny. We're watching, you know, tons of baseball shit this weekend yep. with my uh, with my yogurt side. He brings this point up to me because we're saying how hot it was in. Um, Sorry, thought I was watching. I'm like, shit, I gotta go. Yeah, I was watching a walk off for him real quick, and I'll let you go. No, two that's two all right. outs in the Game will go 19 innings. No shit. Um, so we're we're watching, you know, the the old school baseball, like from mm-hmm. you know the the black and white days, you know. Yeah. With uh, Willie Mays and everything else, and he goes to me, "What's the deal with the way people used to dress before they they go to baseball games?" And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Everybody is always wearing a suit, and they got that goddamn hat on." You know what I mean? Yeah. They got the hat on. They're wearing a suit. And he says, as hot as it is wearing shorts and a T-shirt to a game, I can't imagine being in St. Louis. Oh, my God, right? And you're wearing a fucking wool suit. And he goes, but forget that. Once you put your wool suit in, make sure you bring at least two tomatoes to every game because what's the deal with throwing fucking tomatoes at the players? no shit. He goes, who does that? Who brings tomatoes to go, ah, that guy fucking sucks for throwing tomatoes at that guy? Honey, bring my jacket and get me four tomatoes. Jackie Robinson's in town. And get my fedora. Yeah, get my fedora. And I'm going to smell like shit when we come back. God damn. Think about it. How crazy is that? I'm basically going to wear sweater pants and a sweater jacket. Yeah. But (laughs) the players were too. Yeah, I know. But they're players. They're getting paid. But everybody dressed like that. Like we always go, I'd love to see Willie Mays when he first started. Bullshit. You sweat your ass, you sweat your ass out. And nobody drank water back then because they would tell you uh, you're a puss. <laughs> Have another host. salt tablet, asshole. Yeah, that's it. Wake up. Put that cold piece of lettuce on
0: your head. Remember that shit? Ammonia tablets. Yeah. All
2: that garbage what the hell's that going they would on? do.
1: Um, I don't know that we're gonna have a show tomorrow night. I'm guessing we're probably not. I got a well, I play tomorrow. We well, have a game tomorrow at five. I'm coaching. We oh went... yeah,
0: hey, congrats! Now Thanks. tell people what's going on.
1: Why we weren't here last night? Okay, Shit. yeah, it's kind of funny. We're doing um, right now. If you pay attention to Little League baseball, you, you know that Parkview Sweetwater East, like we talk about them all the time, because always representing San Diego. Right now, Parkview is representing San Diego. Going to San Bernardino, and if they get by there, they go to Williamsport. Again. Okay,
0: stop right there. Did yeah. you see that East? East Lake Little League hired a private investigator Yep, and that the Parkview coach has been suspended, Dave. Am I right oh, on I this? N- I don't have no idea. There's a it was, huge article happened. tonight by Todd okay. Leonard in the UT. Um, my guess will be that it'll be in print on Tuesday that Eastlake Little League hired a private investigator to look into uh, Parkview and that Parkview had a kid that didn't bat. It was the coach's kid. Wow and everything kind of turned upside down and a lot of it's pretty ugly
1: it's pretty ugly right down here yeah the president of east lake who's a buddy of mine resigned said i don't don't have time for this shit like it is like wow and people like but you know the coach you gotta
0: know the coach at parkview i I
1: don't know the coach at parkview i know i know more of the east lake guys the parkview guys i knew when my sons were that age but But the guy said he's coached there
0: 15 years
1: yeah oh then i probably do know the guy yeah so i'll I'll look at the article he's um it's always been high crazy competition But, you know, the, the talk was whoever hired the private investigator from what I was told was not the money used from the league. It was parents that said, hey, this isn't right. We're going to go check this out. Anyway, what we're doing is we're doing the fortune. We're doing Pony. Mm-hmm. And we're representing Lakeside. My California Bears team's representing Lakeside. We played yeah. in their league this year just to get some extra work in. All of a sudden, man, we keep winning. And we're making a run. Uh, we If we win tomorrow, we have two games. We win the first game, play the second game. We play a team from Los Angeles on at 5 o'clock yeah. at Lakeside Pony. We win that, we play again. And we have Wednesday off, thank goodness. And right. then Thursday, God, That would have been great. Thursday, we're up in L.A., Canoga Park. Again, we have to win the first two, but go to Canoga Park for three games. And then win that, we go to Pennsylvania. And we're playing in the World Series, representing San Diego in the would, same way. Now, this Pony League World Series. Yes. See, and I, was, I think it's Pennsylvania. I've never done this before, so okay. I'm thinking it's Pennsylvania. Um, but where – is that televised as well? That will not be televised. You'll, you'll, They'll follow it in the newspaper. They always do when teams okay. do it well. But, yeah, just to let you know, I'm short on pitching big time tomorrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> kids who have never thrown will be throwing tomorrow. But, anyway, that that's kind of exciting. And the kids so, were on the news l- the last yeah. couple nights and th- kind of cool. Yeah. Rick Willis,
0: with his, uh, 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 God damn it, you're representing San Diego. We're not a goddamn talk, Willis.
1: (laughs) You fucking dummy.
0: Uh, they showed you twice on that clip that you yeah, put in. everyone's funny. mentioned you.
1: I, I, know, I, know I was guess like, he can't. huh? I've only known him for 20 years. I thought maybe he'd look at it and go, wait a second, is that fucking Paley? You know, something like yeah. that, but maybe he never looked at the clip. doesn't matter. I didn't care. It's not about me. It's about that kid those boys. That kid hit the shit out of the ball. That kid hit the shit he out of the ball. He hit the shit out of the ball. <laughs> you know what, Jeff? That was his first one. Even oh, in practice, he's never done it, and he killed hit that ball about 385.
0: It cracked me up when they showed. Did such a, Rick did such a nice job on that story. Um, a key covering kids sports is really, really cool. But just to look at those little faces, man, you look at them and you go, you know, they're older
1: than my sons, but you look at them 13, 14 years,
0: 13, 14 little braces. Right. And you're like, God dang, man, just loving the game, loving what it's all about. Dave, congrats to you guys. I
1: I got to tell you something though. we we fell behind and this is our basically going to be our last at bats. And the kid says to me, yeah. I said, look, calm down. Let's just get on base and try and score. Yeah. We're down by two or whatever. And he just looks at me and goes, I'm going to hit a fucking cock shot. Cock shot. This <laughs> said, I mean, I go, dude, calm down because no one's going to do that. You're to yeah. pop it straight up in the air. Just hit a line drive. Let's just get on base. Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to win it. I'm going to hit a fucking cock shot. And sure enough, the kid, like I wasn't even talking. Sure enough, the kid blasted a three-run home run and we won. He shit out of that ball. He did. It was, it was crazy how exciting. how 14. Fourteen years old. It just it just cracked me up, man. It was it, awesome. Just man. freaking yelled that out, and he called his shot, and he did it. So anyway, thanks. I appreciate it. But uh, uh, they're playing hard.
0: Okay, so let's go through this because we have to figure out. Um, so no show tomorrow. Yep. Wednesday is the event. We are not doing a podcast at the event. This is not a taped event. Um, yeah, it's just going to be a really really fun yeah. night to hang out and celebrate all of you to celebrate the five charities. I just want to say this again for anybody coming down, all of the business aspect of it, which will be the raffle tickets are $5 each. Okay. We've got a lot of really cool items that are going to be raffled off. Raffle tickets are five bucks each. Um, and then the silent auction. We really want all the business part of it, the raffle and the silent auction, everything wrapped up by seven thirty, yeah. because that way we can hang out. Uh, let Tad Ryan and Disappointing Joseph go crazy and do their thing, but they're going to go from 7:30 to 8:30. But then 8:30 to 9:30 is a mixer, and what I mean by that is, man, you got to be there early because at 8:30, Lee Sands not signing books, and we're the we're done at yep. that point. The event, the final, really from 7:30 to 9:30 is just to hang out and have fun. The business part of it's done. So if you want to bid on items or get any please get there we're going to open everything up at five o'clock um i couldn't be more stoked that all you guys are coming if you are a female that is attending the event and you can help me out i've got a very very what's going to be a really cool really fun gig and this i'll tell you right now what it is um but i want a female to do this for me uh lisa ann signing books So what I would like is just somebody that would ride shotgun with her. And all you got to do is just when somebody comes up, just take their 25 bucks and just take a sticky note and put like Dave on page three. And that way she can just flip to it. Hey, Dave, how you doing? She can just sign. She doesn't have to mess with the money. Yeah. And she doesn't have to do anything. Um, But she's super cool. And she would just... Uh, if there's a female single like Tracy or Maggie or any of you that are coming out, uh, Jane would be great. I, I don't know if Jane's coming. But if, if any of you want to do that and just want to ride shotgun with her and bullshit with her for an hour and change while she's signing books, that'd mean a lot to me, mean a lot to Dave. And and if you do it, uh, Dave and I will cover your uh, Dave and Jeff show. shirt. Perfect. Does that work for you, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Uh, so that would be it. Just send me a message on Twitter. Again, everybody start it starts at five. Don't show up. I, I really can't open the doors until five, so there's no reason to get there at four, four yeah. fifteen. No reason to. We'll be fine. Anybody helping out? I've already talked to you, I'll see you at four thirty. Uh disappointing Joseph. Uh tad, I just I couldn't be more grateful because we were a little bummed out by some of the challenges of the day and those guys completely rallied and it'll be awesome. And then uh off to talk to my boy Mark Grant. We're going to add some more items. Hopefully that Weddle jersey shows up tomorrow. Larry Fitzgerald jersey will be here tomorrow, Dave, and uh, and off we go. Be good to go. We'll All right, see you
1: Wednesday. Okay.
3: Here I come, but I ain't the same, Mama. I'm coming home. Time's come by, it seems to be you could have been a better friend to me, Mama. I'm coming home. Could be wrong It hurts so bad It's been so